This is Rob Wolf, Director of Communications at the Center for Core Innovation. Welcome to another New Thinking podcast. I'm here today at the Harlem Community Justice Center with Catherine McQuay, who is a Supervisory Policy Analyst with the Office of Community-Oriented Policing Services, and with Zoe Mantel, a Policy Analyst also uh, with the Office of Community-Oriented Policing Services, otherwise known as the COPS Office. You came to learn a little bit about the Harlem Reentry Court. Maybe you could tell me what interested you in it and what you thought about what you saw. Sure. The COPS office is all about community policing. So we're all about partnering, problem-solving, organizational change. And reentry is tailor-made for community policing because it's all about partnering. It's law enforcement with the community, with social service agencies, with other criminal justice agencies. And we've been involved with reentry to a small extent in the past. We had a pilot program where we funded five pilot reentry sites, and we required community-based or faith-based organizations to partner with law enforcement agencies, and faith-based mentoring was the uh, centerpiece of those programs. I know maybe it's too soon, you're, you're still processing what you've seen, but are, are there some takeaways here, things that you learned or think you might be able to apply? Well, I think it, it really fits with everything we've learned over the years. That uh, Someone today said, you know, it's all about partnering, which, if, you know, that, that speaks to us, and it's knowing what everybody else is doing and seeing how we can collaborate because it's not, uh, no one person can do it alone. And one of the other good lessons that we've learned from hearing the parole officers is that offering services isn't just one more thing that you have to do in the course of your job, but it's something that's going to make your job easier and make it easier for you to have a positive impact. Um, and I think in the discussion afterwards it emphasized the need for um, law enforcement involvement because uh, law enforcement can be a detriment to these efforts or a great plus for these mm, efforts. I see. And I think it really points to the need to partner with law enforcement to let law enforcement know what you're doing with these efforts and to try to get them on board so you can work in a coordinated fashion. We've we've talked to jurisdictions. There there aren't many, but there are a few who do have law enforcement officers and probation parole officers going out together. Mm. So really presenting a united front and working together, and that seems to be a really good idea that's starting to catch on. As opposed to cross-purposes, it sounds like you can have different goals where where the parole, reentry attitude sort of encourages a certain amount of perhaps forgiveness with uh, technical, very technical violations and the right. police might be pursuing something else more right. zero along the zero tolerance spectrum. And as your parole, uh, uh, your reentry court officer talked about that, you know, even if there is a technical violation of parole probation, that doesn't mean they're automatically going back to prison. So there seems to be a new attitude here that you're trying to right. pursue, that really working with that returning individual and, and giving them every break possible to, to help get them on the right road. Right. Well, so why don't you tell me a little bit about uh, about the COPS office? Tell me about its history. We were created in 1994 as part of the Violent Crime Control Act under President Clinton, and we were initially known for putting uh, 100,000 community policing officers on the street. And since then, we've done that and much more. We created a network. Uh, we call them the RCPIs, the Regional Community Policing Institutes, that provide training and tre- technical assistance to law enforcement and the community on a variety of topics. Uh, We have a research and evaluation division that um, does a 
lot of publications for us on a variety of subjects. We've just distributed our two millionth publication, and we cover everything from re-entry to uh, law enforcement agencies, internal affairs department, to hiring and recruitment, to domestic violence, through innovative ways for law enforcement to partner with the community. So we, we offer a lot to law enforcement and the community on ways to work together. And, and is that the theme that runs through all your work? It's the community-oriented element mm-hmm. where you're trying to build bridges between law enforcement and the community? Exactly. And the three elements of community policing, which are partnering, problem-solving, and organizational change, getting across the idea that you know it's not enough for a law enforcement agency to say this is our community policing officer, that it really has to be a philosophy that goes through the department. And it's a philosophical change from moving from away from a reactive stance to a proactive stance. So, and that's one of the commonalities between community policing and the community justice movement. There are a lot of similarities, especially when you hear community justice. Um, people say that most of the courts out there are doing some form of community justice, but not calling it by that name. We have the same sort of. Um, phenomenon happening with law enforcement agencies where they'll be doing community policing and maybe they won't even know that's what it's called but just through innovations that they kind of fall into it. So in what directions what's what's new on the agenda going forward here in 2009? Well we were um, pleased to be part of President Obama's stimulus package so the cops office has a billion dollars that will go for funding officers it's all hiring money but we hope to hire quite a few officers across the country with that money, and we, we think both that's a great way to help revive the economy and create jobs at the same time, increase public safety and reduce crime. So we're very excited about that. Uh, we about have, how many people does a billion dollars pay for? You know, we're not sure, but when you take it over three years, because it's a three-year program, and then you add on benefits, maybe around 5000 and that's a very rough mm-hmm. estimate at mm-hmm. this point. But we, uh, COPS office always has tribal money, methamphetamine, methamphetamine money, technology money, so we're involved in a lot of areas. And then our area of the office is um, currently looking on the themes we would like to focus on this year. And we haven't nailed those down yet, but certainly violent crime would probably be among those. Um, youth violence may be among those. The effect of the worsening economy on crime would mm-hmm. probably be one of those. Urban violence. Um, so a lot of key things we hope to look at in 2009, 2010. Interesting. Busy. Busy, Absolutely. <laughs> Well, thank you so much. Uh, thanks for uh, taking the time. To, thank you. It's to, great to see us today and see how it works. So very nice to meet you. I've been speaking with um, Catherine McQuay, Supervisory Policy Analyst with the Office of Community-Oriented Policing Services, and her colleague Zoe Mentel, a Policy Analyst also with the COPS Office. This is Rob Wolf, Director of Communications at the Center for Court Innovation. To learn more about the Center for Court Innovation, you can visit www.courtinnovation.org. Thanks.